0: Leading Edge, podcast brought to you by ARS Global Emergency Management. So, who doesn't want to reach their full potential? I mean, can you imagine doing everything to the best of your ability? The truth is, only a handful of people actually achieve this. So, what is it that sets them apart from the rest? It merely can't be letters after your name, degrees, or even natural talents. I believe it's a quality that runs far deeper than that. When practiced with dedication, this quality has the potential to unlock new heights and have a profound impact on the lives of those around you. We refer to this remarkable quality as the big T word, trust. We really believe that actively practicing and cultivating a culture of trust can not only propel your business forward, but also enable you to lead with great influence. Today, we invite you to embark on a journey of personal career development as we explore How the cultivation of trust can position you uniquely, allowing you to live a life that's just a little bit different. How trust in the workplace can impact culture and allow for the continued evolution of growth. We're delighted to have Vince Wong, the Corporate Human Resources Manager of ARS Global Emergency Management, join us as a guest today. So let's just jump right into the conversation and have a little talk about the value of trust. So Vince, I was looking at an article online the other day, and it was talking about how fewer young people are looking to go to school or follow the traditional paths in getting a job. And it was looking at the idea of skill-based hiring amongst companies, as opposed to looking at a traditional degree as being a part of the requirement. More and more companies in the Fortune 500s are dropping some of the requirements for a degree connected to a job. And I just want to get your thoughts on how you see that playing out in the Canadian marketplace and where you see value in skill-based hiring and how that may or may not be in contrast to the importance of a degree or certified training.
1: There's no doubt that, you know, when we look for positions and people coming in to apply for some of our roles, having the necessary skills is very important. But what I'm finding is A lot of these people, their attitude and and what they bring to the table, bring to our company is even more important. They have the desire, they have the right approach to how they view their career. And that is actually seems more important than what they've studied and the background that they bring. I think that attitude is is really, uh, they're bringing an attitude to our company and that is, is so much more valuable than some of the skills that they've learned in the past.
0: i wondered how that would play, the Canadian context being, you know, slightly different than the U.S. context in regards to what school you graduated from can make a big difference in some American companies, right? And, you know, having the name at the end of the line that matches an Ivy League school can make a big difference as whether you get in the front door. And so the idea that large companies are starting to be less considerate of that I think of now in Canada, it's not often I'll hear someone reference particular university as like that being the thing that got them in the door. Definitely education is important. Certification is important. Speak to me about how does that make a difference? If someone comes in and, and we know like we're hiring them for a particular position and maybe they don't have a university degree, but they have training in a certain field. How does that give them maybe like a heads up in getting in the door?
1: I think practical experience, life experiences, so valuable. You can't teach some of these things when you go to school. Let's face it, you go to school for many, many years and you have all this book knowledge. When you come out, you know a lot, but you haven't experienced a lot. When we see candidates, I've seen candidates come in, maybe they didn't go to the brand name school or maybe they didn't have the degree that other people have. But they've done a lot they've they've experienced a lot and these are things that you can't uh, teach and when they bring those experiences to our company or any company those are years of experiences that you can't gain and it, it's it's so valuable to an organization and we love seeing it so we're talking about university education
0: mm-hmm. we acknowledge it's important right it's not like we're saying. Nobody needs to go to university anymore. If I'm having a doctor work on me, I'm going to really hope that he's gone (laughs) to a particular university. And that university that he went to might make a big difference, right? Did he do an online study Mm -hmm. or was he doing a practical somewhere that really made a difference, right? So it's not that we're saying university education is unimportant. What we're recognizing and what you're commenting on is that attitude is more important than your skills and your gifts. And I'm just wondering if you can elaborate a bit on that and how attitude can make a big difference for somebody.
1: Well, in work, in the role that employees are in, we're never going to hit it out of the park every single time, right? Uh, We're going to, we're going to encounter challenging times. We're going to have stumbling blocks. And those people who have the right attitude will be able to persevere through some of these challenging times and be successful. If they don't, then their performance will suffer they will obviously not be the teammate that other people will rely on to kind of push them through. So attitude is very, very important because of circumstances in, in every work environment that happened.
0: Yeah, I once heard it said that your attitude will determine your altitude and it was related to uh, flying a plane, right? So something along the lines of, and if there's pilots out there, they'll most likely correct us, mm-hmm. that the attitude of the plane has to do with the direction of the nose of the plane and it's that attitude that helps determine what altitude they hit Mm -hmm. and i think it's true that in your professional career that your attitude can help determine where you go how far you go you know that if you're engaged in challenges and your attitude is kind of point downwards those challenges will probably cause some resistance and steer you in the wrong direction Whereas if your attitude is looking upward, a challenge is going to come. It doesn't matter what job you're in, you're going to face challenges, but your attitude can help push you or allow you to persist past that challenge onto another stage. And I think that's the type of thing that people look at,
1: admire, and therefore can open up doors for you to have you know, an, an opening. Exactly. And attitude is contagious and it's something that is desired, it's something that people develop over time they bring to a company it's something that you can't just find on a resume everyone puts down positive attitude but what does that mean so when they when they show up and and we see them at work it's great because they live it they breathe it every single day you see it every day when they show up for work and some of the projects that we go through whether it's a, a claim that has been very challenging for us people who come with a great attitude They're able to work through any problems that come about and have the right approach and bring everybody along the team with them, which is a fantastic type of quality to have.
0: Yeah, and I'd agree that attitude is contagious and that can work both ways. It's a double-edged sword that a negative attitude can sometimes rub off on people and then you can end up with a team dynamic that's a little bit down. But the great thing is that a positive attitude can really encourage and inspire A team dynamic, right? And I mean, the truth is, we don't all come in every day with our A game, right? Life happens, traffic happens, transit happens, and those are things that could just make your day maybe not start off as great as it was. Maybe your double double became a single single, right? (laughs) But coming into a team environment where there are other people you can rely on having a good attitude and allowing that to be contagious can really be helpful. And I agree, I think it's such a, a valuable skill for someone to have, not always readily available in, in documentation, but it doesn't take long to see whether someone has a good attitude or not, right? Vince, if we're looking at the idea that honesty builds trust and obviously trust is important in any organization, right? It's one of our core values here at ERA Global Emergency Management. I know I can build trust in my own team if I'm honest with them, right? Because they know they can take my word to be true, however it's shaped, right? If it's in task assignment, or if it's in my reflection on their performance, and recently we went through performance reviews as a company. Tell me a little bit why you think it's important for honesty and transparency to be at play when we're giving performance reviews.
1: Honesty during performance reviews so important. I think it's a time where managers and their employees get together for uh, feedback on how well they did in their roles, and you know there are times where people may take the shortcut and say, everything's great, you did a great job, and not have to deal with the difficult conversations of how, why someone's not performing well, what someone needs to improve on. I think it's pretty human nature that no one really likes to deliver bad news in general and get the reaction or the disappointing response. But it's so important that as managers, we are honest with our employees on how they're doing, And let them know areas for improvement, not only themselves, but, you know, how they can improve as part of the team. And I think with being honest about that, they can then work on certain skills, certain types of professional development, whatever they need to do to improve themselves and improve the performance of the team. And without that, we're not going to be successful. We're not helping the individual. We're only hurting them if we're not being honest with them. Yeah, I think
0: that's true. And I think maybe the foundation of that as I think about this is that there's a concept that we've got truthfulness and honesty and they kind of orbit around each other. One feeds the other, right? The more truthful you are, it builds honesty. Honesty builds trust in someone. And so I know that if I'm honest with my team, it's got to come from a foundation that they understand I have their best interests at heart. Because if I'm being honest with someone about their performance or about just a single project, if I have to bring correction and that's a part of that honesty, hopefully it comes with a foundation or a a basic understanding that it's for their betterment, that I want to see them improve. It's not about, say, just chastising someone and saying, all right, this job didn't work out. But if they understand I'm trying to bring corrections so that way the next time around, it's better for everybody, that kind of honesty, I think, builds trust, right? Because then they can trust that when I'm being honest with them, I'm doing it for the right reasons, right? I'm not coming at them uh, and being honest for the reasons of putting them down, but I want to see them develop in what they're doing. What would you say on why it is difficult to be honest with people in those
1: scenarios? I think when people are delivering negative news or things to improve on, I think the reaction would be that, you know, they're, they're worried that they are disrespect the person either is going to react negatively and not perform well on the team and come in with a different attitude. So, they're, they're worried about rocking the boat, so to speak. They think that if I avoid the difficult conversation, it's probably going to be more positive than having a difficult conversation, which in fact is probably vice versa. You need to have the difficult conversation to fix the areas of yeah. challenge and although it's a difficult conversation, in my experience, people tend to like the honest feedback. In the end, they collaborate on a, on a plan to improve and they actually appreciate the feedback. It's difficult to deliver, but in the end, it's only going to help them. But I think that you asked why people don't like to have the difficult conversations or be truthful about it. And I think it's just because they, it's the reaction that they're going to get and um, they don't know how to deal with that.
0: Yeah. And I think what's important in that, and I've seen this uh, recently with the colleague of mine, he had to share some news with me that was maybe in his mind from a delicate nature. And he's like, Hey, I just need to be honest with you about something. I want you to hear it from me first. I don't want you to hear it from anybody else. Mm -hmm. And he was like, here it is. And he was extremely candid. And I knew with his, how candid he was, he was being very truthful. But what that did was develop an incredible amount of trust that I knew the next time, whatever message he delivered me, whether it was good or bad difficult, I could trust it was going to be true. I think that's what I see out of that is that when someone is able to be truthful with you and there's that honesty, it has an immediate impact in the level of trust that's there. And when employees trust each other, I think there's a greater efficiency and a, a greater collaboration that they can do their work together on. So Vince, we were talking about the importance of honesty and, you know, within our working dynamics that it's, uh, you know, when you reference the idea of someone who's always giving you fluff, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, where do I stand with that person, right? Someone once asked me, who is the best boss I ever had? And it, it was the easiest thing for me to come up with because... I had two very polar opposite bosses and one, I could easily say, worst boss I ever had. Because that person would never just give me the God honest truth, right? It was like, they were so concerned with being liked as a leader, that they were always worried that if they delivered difficult news, they wouldn't be liked. And so in that, I rarely got the truth. truth in the sense of just give me some honest feedback and as a result what happened was I just didn't really have as much development as I probably could have because you know I really believe in the concept that iron sharpens iron so if this person was a little bit more forthright and was able to lean on some of their wisdom and experience to bring correction to me especially because was a point like early in my career I felt like I could have been projected a little bit further ahead. And I can think about that person and as much as they were a really nice person, super friendly, would go around and high five everybody in the office. At the end of the day, there was a lot of ineptness because there wasn't that strength of leadership to say, Hey, we're going to deal with something. Almost everything was kind of just like, if it was a problem, we're not dealing with it. Well, you can imagine how that, you know, becomes a big problem. Like we were saying, if you don't deal with the problem at the beginning, at the end of it, Mm -hmm. it just becomes bigger. My favorite boss on the flip side is one of the toughest people I've ever worked for in my life because I knew within five seconds of something going wrong, what they thought they didn't wait and let it sit in the background for like a week or two weeks. And then finally go, you know what, maybe I should address this. I knew that if something was less than what they considered par for the course, they were going to call me into their office and just say, Hey, can we chat about this for a second? My expectation was maybe here, and we landed about here now it never came from a sense where i felt like okay now i'm getting a slap on the wrist it came from a sense of hey you know what it could have been here what could we do as a team what could we do as a group how can we support to make sure that this next time you know is par or a little bit better than par right and so for me i can always look back and say you know that leader is one of the best bosses i ever worked with because i knew 24 7 really whether i was in the good books or the bad books if we want to look at that from that angle but i always appreciated that because then i never had to worry right i just knew i always knew how they felt about something and i knew that if i needed to get insight i could go to that person say "Hey, give me a little bit of feedback here is this working out is it not working out and i felt that always gave me the ability to perform a little bit better Definitely kept me a bit on my toes, right? Which helped me be a little bit sharper every day because sometimes, you know, that's a challenge is to staying sharp every day. And for me, I always look back at people that have that push, right? Mm -hmm. And have that willingness to just tell you what the truth is in feedback
1: makes a big difference. And, And giving feedback and truth, that requires effort. We have to remember that too. These people come from a position of care. I had a similar story where... I had a a manager uh, when I was, you know, it was a while ago, but always seemed to give me some fluff, everything's going great, but really didn't really take the time to really delve into what I was doing and was very surface, oh, everything's going great, you're doing a great job. The person who decided to give me feedback actually put in the time and effort to look into it, invest their own time. And not just make a comment, constructive comment, without offering a suggestion, giving some solutions, and and really spending the time. So, I think there's effort there. And when people realize that people care, they're telling you exactly how they feel, they're also doing it from a a mood of of help and and willingness instead of, this is convenient if I just just tell you all the good things, you know? So, I think that goes a long way and in your manager who kind of gave the the critique they were investing a lot of time of their own time to make you better yeah for sure because i mean
0: that meant they knew what i was doing yeah right and it's easy to say hey a great job yeah without even knowing yeah. right just be like oh yeah uh, good job well done right yeah. um when someone's going to give you some critique a that means they were they knew what you were doing b they paid attention to what you're doing and then they thought about it enough to give you feedback yeah. about how it could be improved or maybe it was good as it was. Yeah,
1: yeah. Some of the best coaches, you know, you think about sports and these are million dollar athletes and they hire coaches and these coaches are spending time and effort and they're, they're just constructive comments to all these superstar athletes investing their time. And they're the ones who you don't hear about all the time, but there's deep, deep respect from their players because they might not come across as the most fun person, uh, but the coaches that are serious about their jobs and care about their players, they're the ones that, that the players afterwards will say, that was one of the best coaches I've had. They weren't easy, but they cared and I'm better for it afterwards. So there's a lot to be said about coaches, managers who tell the truth to improve performance.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, I can only imagine sometimes, as in I've thought this through, we look at some of our star athletes on teams making a lot of money and then they've got a coach that's coming in there that's making generally a far lesser salary and having to give them... You know, send them some really hard words of like, yes, it's a sense of encouragement because they want that player to perform at their optimum. Like that's what their goal is, right? Because it's valuable to the coach, right? If the team does well, that he's doing his job and he or she is going to get hired again for another contract or their contract is going to get renewed or they're going to get paid more, whatever it is. But they have to be able to spot where they can say, okay, here's this group of people that I need to come in and maybe I got to lay down the law. Maybe I just got to be inspiring. Maybe I've got to bring some correction and say, hey, instead of going left, go right. Instead of jumping high, jump low. Whatever it might end up being, they have to be in a spot where they can deliver messages of all kinds of variables so that way they can get the best out of the people they're working with. Vince, as we uh, wrap up this episode, and again, thanks for your time today, Um, share with us a couple parting thoughts on how you think honest environments improve our workspaces.
1: Honest environments improve workspaces because employees can open up with their thoughts. They can offer new ideas. They can be comfortable speaking their mind on a variety of topics related to work. So tell me how honest environments help improve the overall culture of a company. They help improve the culture of the company because people come from different backgrounds, they have different work experiences and when they, bring, they come to our company, they're able to offer new ideas, they offer new perspectives on how things are, should be performed mm-hmm. um, and this is something that's really welcomed at our company, whether in any department. We sometimes assume that what we're doing every day is the right way to do it and we go along that path. Along comes people that join our company and they're offering different perspectives, different backgrounds that can give us a suggestion on maybe take a look at it this way, take a look at it that way. And a lot of new ideas and processes are born from, from these people. So it's really welcomed and it's, it's that environment that's important that allow them to be comfortable bringing it forward. It's really welcomed here.
0: And there you have it. There was our interview with Vince Wong. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email address is podcast at rsgem.com. I'm your host, Donnie Kuz, and our producer is Abigail Chung. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And remember, you can check out other great resources on our LinkedIn and our blog. Join us next time for another fascinating discussion. And until then, take care, stay curious, and keep exploring.